Up to the bottom of Chaf Beis Amid Beis. So, one quick sugya, and then we're going into the main crux of today's daf. So the thing is like this. A, a non-Jewish slave, again, he, he's conv- he's quasi-converted before because he has a bris milah before he becomes a slave, and he's dipped in the mikvah with the intention of him becoming a slave. And then the second he's free, he becomes a Jew. So, which means, if someone is a convert, right, and he doesn't have necks of kin, and part of his estate are slaves, the second he dies, they're free. Normally, when, an, uh, when a convert dies, everything in his property is, is hefker, right? Because he doesn't have any next of kin, so there's no Yerusha. So what do you do? You just go take the couch, whatever. It's, it's free. Not the slaves, because the slaves, the second he dies, they become free, hefker, which means they become Jewish. So if you wanted to acquire a convert's slaves, you'd have to go to him, go to them while the guy's dying and give them sort of um, a project, give them something to do that would go from like a continuous act of acquisition that would go from the moment that he's still alive through the death. Because if he has a moment when the, when the, when the convert master dies, if there's a moment of just nothing being done, they automatically acquire their own freedom. Okay. So the Gemara says the following story. Rabbi Yehuda had Neduya Ger. Rabbi Yehuda the Ethiopian was a Ger. That was his name. Rabbi Yehuda had Neduya. Rabbi Yehuda the Ethiopian, he was a convert. Uh, this is uh, three lines at the bottom. Shein Yarshim Hava, and he had no family and no next of kin. So when he died, everything would become a Hefker. So Cholash, he was very sick. All Marzucha Lashilibah. So Marzucha went to visit him. Marzucha notices that he's on his deathbed, and he's like, Everything's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fire sale soon. I'd like to get his slave, but again, in order to get the slave, you have to make an act of acquisition, which an act of acquisition by a slave is chazaka, or one of those chazaka, which is to get him to to work for you. He's got to start working for him while uh, Rav Yehuda Hanaduya is still alive. So what does he do? He sees that he's gonna die. So Amr Lilavde. So Marzutra said to the said to Rabbi Yehuda Handuya's Evid Knani, Shloifli Misanoi, take off my shoes, Vamtula Bese, and walk it to my house. So take off my shoes, which is an act of Chazaka, and walk it to my house. Now, let's say it takes, it's two miles to his house, right? So it takes about an hour. In between that point, he assumed that Rabbi Yehuda Handuya would die, but he would never be a moment of, of Hefker because while he's already, well, the moment he's died, he's already carrying his shoes for him. So it's mamish instantaneous, therefore he never has a moment of being Hefker to acquire himself. If he finished the Misa. <laughs> if he finished the Misa, he, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work. He gave, him, work. It, he gave him something that took a long time. He said, take my shoes to my house, wow. which is hours away, knowing that in that time, he'll die and then he won't have a moment of freedom, basically. So the Gemara says, Okay, so why did he do this? So, some say he was a gadol, meaning this slave was a gadol. And this is what you have to do by a slave that's a gadol. The question is, what if this slave was a katan? Meaning, can a slave who's a katan acquire himself? You see, normally, when you have a Canaanite slave, and he's a gadol, the second he's half even for a second, he acquires himself. He acquires his own freedom, he becomes Jewish. The question is, what about a cotton? Can a cotton acquire his own freedom? Do we say that, yeah, the second you're free, second you're Hefker, you're automatically a free Jew? Or do you say, no, a cotton cannot acquire himself? And by a cotton, you wouldn't have to do this game. 
the second Rebbe Yehuda Neduya would die if the slave was a katan, he would just be hefker because he can't acquire his own freedom because he's a katan. So some say he was a gadol, and Zapir Shalmiz is Zapir Shalchaim. Some say he was a gadol, this slave, so he had to do this because the, the master was dying and he wanted to acquire him before, before Rav Yehuda Neduya died, he already had to start the process. Beginning of Chavke Moment Aleph. The Ikeda Amri, but some say no cotton haya. Some say it was a big chiddish that this slave was actually a cotton. And the chiddish of this Gemara is that even a cotton, you have to do this. Even a cotton could acquire himself unless you get him working before the master dies. And this is not like Abishol, because Abishol's opinion is that a cotton cannot acquire his own freedom. According to Abishol, there's no need to do all this. If it's a cotton, he could just die, and then he's Hefker, and you could take him. He can't acquire his own freedom. The Tani, as the Bryson says, If you have a convert who dies without any next of kin, all of his property is Hefker. The Tanakhama's opinion is that all Canaanite slaves that he has when he dies are Jewish. Whether they're adults or Ketanim, they acquire their own freedom. Abishol disagrees. He says, no, this is only true for Gedolim. Ketanim, children under Bar Mitzvah, cannot acquire their own freedom, and there is no need for you to do any active acquisition before the owner dies because they're Hefker. Okay, okay, so new topic. Now, l- let me explain from here until... Uh, to the end of the Amid, the last two words of the Amid, Bayiraba, from here until Bayiraba, is just a flow. It's just one of these drusha flows. But let me let me explain. The Mishnah described how a Canaanite slave gets his freedom. There's two ways that he gets his freedom. Money, he pays his way out, or the owner gives him a shtar. Now the Mishnah describes Ayideh Acherim, Ayideh Atzmo. So let me explain outside all the pros and cons, and then we'll have to just start piecing it together like a puzzle. Let's go with money, okay? Can money, can, who can acquire freedom by money? So both him and Acherim have a uh, problem. Okay, let's go through each one. Acherim has a problem. Acherim means other people. So I'm the slave, so there's a Shiloh, can I pay or can Adam pay for me? Each one has a negative. I'll give an example. For me to pay, that's assuming that I could acquire money which is very debatable. Meaning, and even if, by the way, and we're going to see it later on in the daf, me as a slave, because that means that I have my own money independent of the master. And as we're going to see at the end of the daf, even for me to, someone to give me money and say and stipulate on condition my master doesn't have it, is debatable whether that works. Because it could be a slave doesn't have the ability to acquire anything without his master. Ain yad evid. So that would be my issue. Correct. So that would be the issue with me paying. Let's go with Adam paying, someone else paying. The problem with that is that do I give him consent? If I give him consent, then he definitely can do it. There's no problem. But if I, I the slave, don't give him consent, this is, this is the concept of zachin la'adam shalobafanov, velochavin la'adam shalobafanov, meaning can you do something for me without my knowledge or my consent? So the answer is it depends. If it's good for me, yes. If it's bad for me, no. If you remember in Gittin, I believe, Gittin, we ha- you were, I remember because you made a good point and it was the next off, that the Gemara had a discussion, it was a machlekas tanayim, is it a good thing for a slave to be a slave right. or is it a bad slave? Because Exactly. Rav Meir's opinion is that it's better for a slave to be a slave, which means it's a chov, which means according to Rav Meir, so I have the issue with I may not have my own money. He has the issue that without my consent, 
according to one opinion, it's a chov. It doesn't work. That's money. Now, if you say that there's consent, great. Or if you say that it's a chus, not like Rav Meir, also fine. But that would be the, the debate. Shtar has a different problem. You see, shtar, uh, same issue, by the way. If, if, again, if I don't give him consent, it might be a chov. It doesn't work. What about me? Can I take the shtar from the master? So that's the problem is, that's a shayla of gito v'yodo bon k'echad, which means I can't have anything to acquire myself. Right? Everything I pick up goes back to the master. So technically, when he gives me a document of emancipation, it's, he's basically giving it to himself. It's like from one pocket to the next. It doesn't really work. The only way that it would work is if you make this argument called gita biyade bankerachad, which means that when he gives it to me, I acquire my freedom and my ability to acquire it at the exact same moment. So do we say that or not? That would be the issue with me receiving the shtar. The issue with you receiving the shtar is, is it a chov? Is it a zchus? Am I giving consent or not? So basically what we have to do is figure out from the Mishnah who can do what and how they all hold. It's a little bit, you know, it's detailed. It's not tricky. Those are all the possibilities. I just told you all the possibilities. Now we just have to, by the way, there, as we're going to see, I'll just not to spoil it, there is going to be opinion that Everyone can do everything, meaning I could give the money, you can give the money, because he holds that a slave can acquire something, and he, slave, and he holds that as a schus. There is an opinion that holds shtar both. There is an opinion that a can't do anything. There is an op- opinion that an atzmo can't do anything. And basically, every sort of every permutation is going to be a, a shita, basically. What is the concept of shtar? Is shtar in, has, has intrinsic value? No, it's, it's shtar is... Shtar, <laughs> Actually, I noticed I had the notes on the side of my Gemara from Rav Kalman. Rav Kalman said uh, that Rav Shimon Shkop explains that a star has the ability to do things. It basically has the ability to do things that even Kesef can't do. And it, it's, it's basically whatever, a star has certain kinyanim, certain abilities. It, it's complicated exactly to understand how, but, uh, you know. So the Gemara said like this, okay. Kones atzma bekesef. Okay, so the Mishnah says that a, that a slave can acquire his own freedom al yidei acherim. Okay, that a slave can have other people pay his way out. So the, ca- the question is like this: Bekesef aidei acherim in aidei atzmalo. The implication is from Rav Meir's words. He says aidei acherim that implies that the slave himself cannot pay, but other people can pay. So b'mayaskin, what's the case? So Rav Meir is cool with other people paying. Now here's the deal. Remember, Rav Meir's opinion is that it's a chov, which means that when other people are paying, they have to have my consent because if they do not have my consent, it's a chov according to Rav Meir. And ain chavin adam So when Rameyer says that Adam can pay for the slave, not me, not the slave, Adam can pay, obviously it must be where the slave is giving consent, because if he's not, Rameyer believes that it's a chov. So Gemara says, my asking, what's the case? If you say the case is that the slave is not aware that he is being liberated, someone else is paying his bill without his knowledge, wait a minute. Rav Meir's opinion is that which means that it's a detriment for the slave to be free. You cannot do something that's my detriment without my knowledge. So when Rav Meir is cool with other people paying the bill, it must be with the slave's knowledge and consent. Okay, fine. Good. What's the Chiddush? So that's, so let's summarize Rav Meir's opinion. It has to be consent, and it has to be that other people do it and not the slave himself. Why? Because our mayor holds aid kinyan leva below rabo. A slave cannot acquire his own money, therefore a slave can't pay his way out because he doesn't have any money of his own. Fine. 
Let's the keep. decision is that it's not, that this is called a chov? That's our mayor's opinion. According to our mayor, it's a chov, so which means that when other people pay, it must be with the slave's consent. Right. And why is the slave not doing it himself? Because the slave doesn't have any, any money. It's a, a chov because... Because then he could have a shifcha kananis. Yeah. Now, here's the problem, though. Let's continue in Ramirez's statement. What did Ramirez say? Bishtar He said that you could... Now, again, if we're talking about... Think about the contradiction right off the bat. According to Ramirez, we're talking about a case where there's consent from the slave. That's why Adam and other people can pay the cash. But then what does he say? Shtar If you're talking about a case where there's consent and other people can do it, then why can't other people receive the shtar for him? What's the problem? The implication is that Rameir holds that for a star, it's dafka the owner, the, the, the master has to give the star to the hands of the slave and not to the hands of others. But why? If we're talking about consistently, if we're being consistent that the slave is giving consent, why can't other people receive the star for me? It's a schus. The Gemara says, I mean, it's a chayv, but I'm, willing, I'm giving consent. Now, if we're talking about, Rameir's opinion is that we're talking about a case where the slave is giving others consent, then why can't other people receive the shtar? So why is it that, but it's shtar So the Gemara says, okay, maybe. Maybe when Rameir says, he doesn't mean that the slave can receive it to the exclusion of others, he means even the slave can receive it. So maybe, by a shtar, everybody can receive it. And why does he say ayidei atzmo? He means even ayidei atzmo. And the chiddush is that you're able to give a bill of emancipation to the slave himself. I, the slave, doesn't have any hand to receive it, right? because he's an extension of the owner. Which is that he gets freedom and the ability to... He... he, he acquires the star, which gives him freedom, and having freedom gives him the ability to acquire the star all at the same time. But wait a minute. But that's not what Rameir says. Detanya, Rameir explains himself in the Brisa. So we have a problem. By Kesef, it's Ayyidei which according to Rameir means that the slave is giving consent, because if the slave doesn't give consent, it's a chov, which means the slave is giving consent. If he's giving consent, then how come it's star Ayyidei Atzma Velo that's the problem. So you know what the answer is? Two answers. Amr Abaya, Really, actually, the slave is not giving consent. Meaning, the case of the Mishnah is consistent in both cases. The slave does not give consent to others to get his freedom. That's why, by Kesef, it, 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 it's, uh, I'm sorry, that's why by Shtar, it's Ayyidei Atzmo Velo because I am not giving consent, and Rameir's view is that it's a Chov. So wait a minute. If I'm not giving consent, then how come by Kesef other people can pay my way out? If I'm not giving consent, right? Again, according to mayor, the case of the Mishnah is consistent. I'm, I'm the slave. I give no consent for people to give my freedom, and it's a chov. If therefore the master wants to give Adam a give him the star, no good, because I said no. But Adam can pay my bill. Well, I don't understand. If it's a chov, it's a chov. The answer is, even though, even though I'm not giving consent, and that's why Adam can't acquire the star from me because it's a chov, he could still pay off my bills. Why? He could pay my freedom. Why? Because kesef, I could be acquired against my consent, I could be freed against my consent. Meaning kesef work is different. Normally, you can't do something against my consent because it's a chov. Kesef works differently. Why? Because if you could acquire me against my consent, you could free me against my consent. Wait a minute. Ihachi, star nami, star also. You could acquire a slave with a star. 
right? So why don't you say the same thing? If I could acquire a slave with a star, a bill of, of, of purchase, why can't I bill emancipation against his consent? The answer is, the answer is those stars don't have the same wording. One is a bill of emancipation, one is a bill of, of purchase. And therefore, because they're not the same, we don't say that it works uh, to a street. Well, over here also, it's not the same money, right? It's not the same penny, it's not the same uh, dollar, the bills are different, right? I was purchased for $100 10 years ago and I'm being bought out for $100 now. It's a uh, different bill. The answer is, it's, it's still the same money. It's not like, huh? Yeah, I was going to say, I know, as I said it. So uh, the point is, at least over there, it's the same, it's the same money. It, it may not be the same bills, money is the same. Star, it has a different wording. Okay, that's the first answer. The second answer, again, the answer was that really it's without the slave's consent. And that's why you can't be Makabal Ashtar by Kesef works because Kesef overrides the rule of Ein Chov Mladim. Rabbi says actually a very, very lumpish answer, a very, very good answer. He says, Kesef Kabbalah Zerabi Garmaleh, Shtar Kabbalah Zerabi Garmaleh. The answer is really it's Ayyadeh Echerim. Yeah? And I'm giving no consent. And Ein Chov Mladim Shalobafanov. That's why Adam cannot receive a star from me. I, why can Adam pay the bill? It's a Chov. The answer is, who's, who's doing the acquisition? And I'm the slave. Let's go with this. My father's the master. I'm the slave. Adam is trying to buy my freedom. I say, no, you do not have consent. Therefore, whatever you do is a chov to me. You can't receive the star. Makes sense. But you're able to pay the bill, pay my freedom. Why? It doesn't make sense. The chov, the answer is, who's doing the freedom? Who's creating the freedom? Not you. When it's the star, it's you. By your reception, you're freeing me. You don't have the right to do that because that's a chov. But when it comes to the money, who's actually causing the freedom to happen. Not Adam with the money, it's the master receiving the money. The master can do whatever he wants. This shayla is whether other people, in this case Adam, can acherim, whether they can free me, whether they could do something against my, cons- my consent. The master can definitely do something against my consent. He doesn't have to listen to me. It's whether acherim can. Others people. The answer is by ashtar, the freedom is being accomplished by the one receiving it. That's you. You don't have the right to do that. But by kesef, the freedom is not being performed by the one giving the money, but by the one receiving the money, which is the master. The master can receive it without my consent. That's why. That's the difference. Okay. Weiter. So that was Rameyer's opinion. So according to Rameyer, okay, that was Rameyer's opinion. Now let's go to the Chachamim. The Chachamim say, Kesef Aidei Atzma. By Kesef, by himself, Aidei Atzma and Aidei Cherem Lo. That implies that Kesef, I, I the slave have to pay my way out, not other people. Now the question is why? Am I? Why? Here's the problem. The Rabbana's opinion is that it's a schus to be free. They feel that it's better to be free. So why why does the Mishnah say kesaf atzmo, which implies lo Why can't acherim pay? It's freeing me. It's a good thing. So So let's change it. The Rabbanan feel when they say aide atzmo. They don't mean al atzmo below al They mean even al atzmo. Meaning, the Rabbanon are cool with other people paying my bill because it's a schos, even without my consent. And they're also okay with me paying my bill. What's the chiddush? That I can have my own money. Okay. Okay, so that's how we're going to interpret it. According to the Rabbanon, uh, Kesef is cool with both. Both al because it's a schos, and al atzmo, and the chiddush is that I can have my own money. Okay, let's keep going. What is the end of the Mishnah? The Rabbanon then say, Shtar acherim. Shtar acherim. Below But not on his own. 
Right? If they say that a star, other people can receive the star, that implies that I cannot receive the star. But wait a minute. There are abundant pasuk in that gita v'yadam k'echad. So why is it that again kesef star kesef aidei atzmo yes aidei acherim yes. Now you're saying a star. It said aidei acherim yes, which implies aidei atzmo low. But why? You, you, they pass in gita v'yadam k'echad. So you know what you're going to have to say? That really by the star, it's good for both. So let me ask you a question. Let me read you the words of the Rabbanon, and you'll see a glaring problem. Okay. The Rabbanon say, And now we're reinterpreting it. That kesef aidei atzmo is aidei atzmo ve'aidei acherim. Check, check. And shtar is aidei acherim ve'aidei atzmo. Check, check. Isn't that a very weird way to write it? If you actually want to give over the shita that everything's okay, then you should just say kesef b'shtar aidei atzmo ve'acherim in. But what do they say? Kesef aidei atzmo. And I'm supposed to figure out by Echerim. And Shtari Echerim. V'hu adin edasa. So why? Like that's a very strange thing of writing it that way. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but, it, but it's backwards. It is backwards. It's backwards. The other, the other way. I understand. Yes, you would assume that a person that is thinking they acquire himself. No, but, but it, I understand. But you're saying Kesef is Aide Atzmo and I'm supposed to figure out the Echerim. And then Shtari the Echerim, I'm supposed to figure out the Atzmo. It's like, there's got to be a better way, better way to do this. So the Gemara says, actually, there's actually a second opinion. This is not the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon statement are actually two opinions. Really, the answer is, although the Mishnah only brings down two opinions, there's actually three here. The statement of Kesef Vishtar is actually authored by two different Rabbanim, and there's actually three opinions. So how do we, let's summarize these three opinions, because the Gemara does not clarify. So can we look at Rashi, please? It's a long Rashi, but Rashi just clarifies what are these three opinions. Very, very simply. Rashi says like this, V'shalosh machlokes bedavar. It's, it's, I don't know, about 20 lines before the wide lines. V'shalosh machlokes bedavar. There are three opinions. This is how you reread the Mishnah. We've already got finished with Rameir. Rameir is the first opinion. The Rameir is like bekesef aydei acherim vafilu shalomi daito v'loy aydei atzmo dein kinin leeved vafilu shalomi daito. Yeah, yeah. V'loy aydei atzmo dein kinin leeved v'lo rabba v'shtay aydei atzmo v'loy aydei acherim shalomi daito dechovulo. Okay. So Rameir's opinion was very simple. Kesef will work aydei acherim. Even if it's Shalomi Daito, and even though it's a Chov, we have this, I finished saying this, because Kesef, um, because you're purchased against your will, you're freed against your will, but not Alidei Atzmo, because a slave does not have his own ability to acquire anything, and a Shtar is Dafka Alidei Atzmo because it's a Chov. That was Rameir's opinion, that we already had. Then you have Roshim Lazar. Islay Bein Bekesef Bein Bishtar Alidei Acherim. Okay, the, the last two are very simple. Rav Shimbin Allah's opinion is both Kesef and Shtar, Dafka Aide Acherim, not Aide Atzmo. Why? Aide Atzmo by Kesef, no, because he feels that a slave can't acquire anything. And Shtar, no, because he doesn't believe Gitav Yadam Akahachar. So therefore, Rav Shimbin Allah is just Kesef and Shtar, Aide Acherim. And the Rabbanon is Aide Acherim, Aide Atzmo. Yes, 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 yes. So the Rabbanon feel everything's good. Rav Shimbin feels only Aide Acherim. And Rav Meir has that more complicated sheet. Okay. 
Now let's analyze uh, back to the Gemara. My time to Rishim Rolazar. Again, Rishim Rolazar Shita is that Shtar Aide Atzma Lo because he does not believe in Gito Viyadavon Keechar. Right? Again, that's that's the problem with a Shtar. For it's 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 a it's a it's a circular problem. It's like a catch twenty two. Your freedom can only happen by you acquiring the star, but you can't acquire the star as a slave. You can only acquire it as a free man, and to be a free man, you have to acquire the star. So you see the problem. It's it's you don't have a hand to acquire it, and the only time you'll get a hand is when you're free, and you'll and to be free, you have to acquire it, and you're not you can't acquire it when you're a slave, and you can only it's it's a it's you know there's no starting point. What's your Shimonalazer's source for this? Isha. He learns out a bill of emancipation from a get. Just like by a get, the husband has to take the divorce from his domain and put it into her domain. So too by a bill of emancipation, the master has to take the bill of emancipation from his domain and put it into the slave's domain. The problem is the slave doesn't have a domain. That's the problem, you understand? So that's why it has to be so I, the, I, the master, I can give it to you but I can't give it to the slave because the slave doesn't have a hand to acquire it. It never leaves the slave's domain. It goes from one pocket to the next. Okay. That's the end, by the way. The, the rest of the sugi is, uh, the rest of the daf is a lot easier. Boy, Rabba, go on the next page. Rabba is a kasha. According to Shimon Eloza, that a Canaanite slave cannot acquire his own bill of emancipation. I, I understand that, again, let's pick for examples. Adam is the slave, yeah? So I want to give him the bill of emancipation. He can't take it because we learn it out from a get. And just like the Isha has to acquire it because it has to leave the husband's domain, so too for the bill of emancipation it has to leave the master's domain, which doesn't work. So I can't give it to you directly. I can give it to other people. The question is, can you appoint a shliach to be mekabalit? So you can't do it yourself, but could you appoint a shliach? Normally, when you, you appoint a shliach, it's something you could do yourself. Over here, you cannot acquire the shtar, but can you appoint a shliach? So why would you, why would you be able to? So the Gemara says, Well, if you're learning out, if you're comparing bill of emancipation to a divorce, a woman could appoint a shliach. So too, the, so too if a woman could appoint a shliach, then the... Since a woman could appoint a shliach... So to uh, the the Evan can uh, can uh, can uh, appoint the shliach to acquire his bill of emancipation. That's why the possibility. Why, why, why do you say that he's able to um, compare himself to? No, because it's gomer la la The pasuk says law by an Evan Canaanian says law by a woman. So you say the halachas are the same. So just like by a get a woman could appoint a shliach to mekabel a get, so to an Evan could appoint a shliach or dilma perhaps. Or do you say no? The reason why a woman could appoint a shliach is because she could receive it herself. Anything you could do yourself, you can appoint a shliach. Even Evid who cannot acquire his own get cannot appoint a shliach. That's the question. So Basa the boy had pashta. After he asked, he answered, La Lami Isha, Ki Isha. He says, Yes, you can, because we it's Xerishava. It's learned out from a woman, and just like a woman could appoint a get, so to a shliach. An Evakanani can appoint a shliach. Now here's the problem. The problem is, we had a shaila in Nedarim whether a kayan, right, who's a okay, kayanim bring karbonus. Whose shluchim are they? Are they the shliach of Hashem or the shliach of Klal Yisrael? It's negaya. It's negaya. It was negaya a shaila Nedarim. Well, what's the difference? Who cares? You bring carbonus anyway. It's the idea of whether if I, as a non-Kayan, 
swear that the Kayan cannot benefit from me, or I can't benefit from the Kayan, can he bring a carbon for me? If he's my shliach, that means I'm benefiting from no good. If he's a shliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Hashem says, listen, I want karbanas to be done, and the kehanim are going to be my shluchim to klal Yisrael, then they could do it. So that's a shayla in the Gemara. You know what the Gemara says? It must be a shliach of Hashem. Why? Because it can't be a shliach of me, right? There's a, the possibility, I'm a non-kayin, I'm, I'm a Yisrael. That means I'm appointing you the kayin, I'm appointing you as a shliach. How could that be? Says the Gemara. Why? How could, where do we find a concept that I can't do something, but I could appoint a shliach. We don't find such a thing. It must be that Hashem is appointing them, and obviously HaKadosh Baruch Hu is kol Hashem can do everything, so he's appointing them. That's the Gemara's conclusion, that it must be that the kehanim are shluchi rachmana, they're shluchim of Hashem, because they can't be a shluchim of me, because how could it be that I can't do it, but I could appoint a shliach? Let me ask you a question. We just got finished saying that works. I, as an Evid, cannot acquire a get, but I, a, a bail of emancipation, but I could appoint somebody. So you're saying, the Gemara Nadarim concludes, there's no such a thing, there's no such a Metzias, that you can't do something, you can appoint a Shliach. We find it just over here. So the Gemara says, The Gemara says in Nadarim, that the Kehanim are Shluchim of Hashem and not Shluchim of Klal Yisrael. Why? Because the Gemara's proof is that if you actually think they're Shluchim of Klal Yisrael, how could it be? I can't bring a carbon. I can't sprinkle the blood because I'm a Yisrael, but I'm appointing him as a shliach. No way. There's no such thing as you not being able to do something but appointing a shliach. But wait a minute. We just got finished playing with an Evet Kanani. We just got finished saying, Evet Kanani cannot receive a bill of emancipation because Gita Viada are not Bonkecha, but he can appoint a shliach. So you see that someone could appoint a shliach even on something they can't do. So how come the Gemara concludes that Kehanim cannot be the Shulchim of Klal Yisrael? So the Gemara says, you know what the answer is? The answer is it's not comparable. I'll tell you why. The Gemara says that a Kehanim are not Shulchim of Klal Yisrael because I have no ability to be involved in Karbonus whatsoever. There is no connection between me. I can't appoint a Shliach on something I have no Shaykhus. A Eved, while an Eved cannot receive his own bill of emancipation, but you know what an Eved can be? He could receive a bill of emancipation for another slave. right? If you have two slaves, two different masters, one master can go to the other guy and say, hey, be Makabla for your slave friend. And that works. What do you see? That while there's a technicality that they can't receive their own, they're involved, they're still Shaykh, you understand? They still have Shaykhs to the Parsha. So because they still have Shaykhs to the Parsha, they could appoint a Shliach. Okay. Now, we're going to end with this discussion from here. We're going to take it to the it end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Like yeah, they're a shtickle involved, shtickle not involved, but they at least have more shaykhs. They could appoint a shliach as opposed to. Now, just to finish the daf from here until the end, we're going to run through. Um, we're going to run through the daf, and that is when Rav Meir feels that an Eved cannot. Um, pay his own way out because an Eved cannot have his own money, and the rabbanon are cool with an Eved paying his way out. The question is. Is it that the Rabbanon, like basically like this, according to the Rabbanon, how does an Evid have his own money? Right? The Rabbanon say that if Kesavai which means he's paying, how does he have his own money? So two possibilities. Either they feel that just an Evid could have his own money, or it's Dafka talking about a scenario where someone gave him the money on condition that his master didn't. didn't. That's the question. So the Gemara says, so you have a machlokes. According to Rameir, a Kes- it also be that the master gave him a matana? According to Rameir, I don't think that would work. 
I don't think he could be Macabal as Ungar. That's the question. The question is like this. Rameyer seems to say unequivocally, an Evid cannot his own, have his own money, and the Rabbanon seem to feel that he can. So what's the Machloga? So, very simple. Machloga is very simple. Rameyer feels that a slave cannot acquire things. Just like a woman cannot acquire anything independent of her husband. And the Rabbana feel that you can. Meaning, very simply, seems to be a straight up machlokas. According to Rameir, a slave cannot acquire things. According to Rabbana, can. Binary. Yes or no. Here's the problem. The Gemara says, no. No, no, no. Everyone agrees a slave cannot just acquire money. Straight up. Like, he can't just have a job. Rather, what's the situation where the Rabbana feel they could have money? The case is that someone gave the slave a gift and said, on condition, be macabalit, on condition, on condition, your master does not acquire this. I'm giving you money, on condition, it doesn't go to your master. The shaila is whether that works. Meaning, if you don't say that jargon, if you just go over to a slave and just say, hey, here's 100 bucks for you, of course it goes to the master. The machalikas is you go to the slave and say, listen, here's condition, acquire this, on condition, your master doesn't have work. The question is, does that work? Rameir feels, Rameir feels the second the slave gets it, even you can make all the stipulations you want. It is. It becomes the Evids. He acquires it right away. And then the master goes straight to the master. And then when he, he, that extra condition, on condition that the master doesn't have it, that doesn't take effect. The Rabbanan disagree. So the Machlegis, Rabbanan and Rameir is where you gave the money on condition that your master doesn't have, doesn't acquire it. Rameir feels that doesn't work. Rameir feels it does work. Now the Gemara will end with this. No, 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 no. Everyone would agree on such a situation is ineffective. Meaning, he says, I disagree. You cannot just go over to a slave and give him something and say, on condition your master doesn't work. What does that mean? The slave doesn't have any ability to acquire things. Definitely doesn't work. What's the machlaikas? The case is as follows. You go to a slave, you say, here's $100 on condition that you use it for your own freedom. Why does that work according to the Rabbanon? Because the Rabbanon say, you're not giving it to the slave as a slave. I'm giving it to the slave once he's free. Meaning, if I give it to the slave and say, our condition doesn't go to your master, it doesn't work because the slave has no ability to acquire anything on his own. I'm giving it to him on condition, he used it for his own freedom, which means it's only yours when you're free. Until that point, it's sort of like you're holding on to my money. That's why it works. It's, it's sort of like Kesef and Chebrus. Um, it, it's sort of, yeah. He says, Cases where someone else gave him money, I'm giving you on condition, you use it to go free with it. Rameir still says, listen, I don't care what the stipulation is. You give him the money, it's acquired by him, it goes straight to the master. Rabbanan say, no, the slave never acquires it. He's, only, he's, he's not acquiring it once he's a slave. He only acquires it once he's free. I'm giving it to you on condition. You use it for your freedom. Until that point, it's not yours. When you use it, you become free. It's like you said, that's the Machlegas of Mary and the Rabbana. We'll stop here. We'll pick it up tomorrow. My pleasure. Uh, he said he's going to come here.